Hi, and welcome to Enchantment, a Dragon Age Let's Play podcast. I'm Manny. And I'm Brandon. And this is episode 22. Tutu is what I would wear <laughs> if I were a ballerina. A tutu. That is great, Manny. And oh, uh, and and uh, it relates to Mamma Mia, here we go again, because that has dancing. And queens. And queens. But it doesn't have ballet. It doesn't have ballet. You would think Mamma Mia would have ballet. It it's so, I would think it would have ballet. It has the costumes of a ballet. But what, like, what ABBA song are you balleting to? I don't know. You couldn't turn an ABBA song into a ballet. I don't know. I don't know enough it, of ABBA's discography. Besides the main... Besides the, you know, like, okay, Dancing Queen, Mamma Mia, The World Goes On. What is that one called? The World... The Loser Takes It All. The The Winner Takes It All. The Winner Takes It All. (laughs) I just, a W stuck out of my mind. (laughs) The World... (laughs) The World Goes On. I want... Now I want to show a a song that's called The World Goes On. (laughs) Is that about just, like, getting over your problems? Yes. The, the world, world goes on. And it has to be a dancing, like, because even though the winner takes it all is really depressing, <laughs> um, the world goes on still needs to be, a, a, like, a dancey tune. <laughs> it could be kind of like empowerment. I don't know why. I imagine it just being horrible. Like, I imagine it being, like, totally gaslighting them. I mean, like, your problems don't matter. The world goes on. It's dancing. <laughs> world goes on, 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 on. Stop <laughs> crying, you bitch. <laughs> Why is it so, like, mean? It's mean-spirited. Um, okay, so, yeah. So, last time, Manny, what did yes. we do? Last time, uh, we, did we find, uh, we ended up uh, reviewing that murdery serial killer mission, right? <laughs> we did. We went to Gascard Dupuis' estate, mm-hmm. and we saw him with a lady on the ground, and uh, we were just like, go away. <laughs> go, leave. Be safe. We're not going to do anything about you. Either of you. <laughs> it's just, I'm just imagining just the scene. It's just like, okay, you can go now. <laughs> From your own house. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, And we did something in the beginning. Was was that the episode where we did Meryl's stuff? Um, I don't think so. I think Meryl's stuff was a week before. So then what did we do? What else what did, did we, we do? Oh, you know what we did? What did we do? The shitty mission with the with the dwarven brothers. Oh, with the stupid dwarven brothers. Where we didn't brothers. save the guy. We had to kill a bunch of golems. Mm-hmm. And then, and then once we got back, they just disowned him and, and no one cared. Did we also do Sister Patrice? Sister Pat- was Sister Patrice in the last episode or was that the one before it? These all, ep- all these episodes are starting. Well, they keep we, blending. At, at least we know previously... Uh, on Enchantment, we had Sister Patrice at one point. I think, yeah, in the in just the general previously on. I think it was two episodes ago, which because two episodes ago we ended with the riot. Yes, where we killed Sir Varnell and his ragtag bunch of supremacists, and, and then Sister Patrice is like, "Oh, stop them, Hawk!" <laughs> yeah. As if she was our ally. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was two episodes ago, because that's how that episode ended. Yeah. And previous episode ended with us in the alleyway thinking that we let go the killer. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel... Okay, so, spoiler alert. This episode's going to be very sad, and there's going to be a lot sad. of depression. So be prepared. Get the Kleenex. 
It's very, it's a very, very, very sad episode. No hope. No, no hope. No levity. If the world think, doesn't go on. The, the world does not go on. The world stays and it's sad. Or maybe it's even sadder because the world goes on. It's like, why it's aren't true. you sad? You have to keep going. The world you goes on. You have to keep going on. The world goes on. <laughs> Just I'm like so- Ava said. Just like Ava said, the world goes on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to do our best to be funny because the, surely the game's not going to do it for us. Not no, this it's episode. Not. Can we? Uh, I don't know. Can can this episode be named "The World Goes On"? <laughs> I feel like it should. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Because okay. So the game goes on because the last episode, like I said, we ended in this alleyway. Sir Emmerich is dead. We're already starting post death. We see in our journal that we have to go home because there's commotion at home, which. First of all, seems totally unrelated. It's going to end up being related, but it seems totally unrelated. It, it, like, it just seems like, oh, they're, like, is Sandal doing something bad? <laughs> did, he, or, did he make, like, an, an experiment explode or something? Exactly. Or did Jules take a shit on the carpet? Yeah, because it's like, we just ended off being like, oh, no, the killer escaped and he killed Sir Emmerich. What do we do next? There's commotion at home. What? Or maybe, like, Gamlin's yelling at, at mom. And be like, you're fucking bitch. You're here living in the lap of luxury. So, yeah, we open this up, heading home to figure out what's going on. All right, so according to the journal, there's commotion at the Hawk Estate. So let's see what's going on. Oh, boy, all that remains. Oh, shit, this, did someone ragsack our house? <laughs> all that remains is... Well, what would they leave? Mother's dead body. <laughs> That would be awful. We're fucked. Where's your mother? Is she feeling all right? Why wouldn't, Why wouldn't she? she? I'm sure she's all right. Why are you so upset? Your mother didn't show up for our weekly visit. Is she ill? She is here, isn't she? No, Camden. We haven't seen her all day. Where could she be? With her suitor, <gasps> perhaps? Suitor? Deandra never mentioned a suitor. Well, those lilies arrive for <gasps> Already tense. <laughs> Horrible. I'm fucking scared. Yeah. We already know about the lilies, what they mean. <laughs> we do. So now the stakes are high. It is yeah. now personal. But this whole see, here's the thing. When we started playing the serial killer mission, I thought, <laughs> okay, you know, maybe. It's going to be some, like, thing that we're not really going to be a part of. We're just going to, because we're justice. We, we believe in justice. Right. Well, Anders is justice. Anders is justice. But, <laughs> um, but I was like, you know what? We're going to, we're, we're just, you know, we solve all the problems here. This, I feel, the first time where an ongoing mission is now affecting us personally. Yeah. Well, on, other than the Bethany one. Other than the Bethany one. But I feel like the Bethany one... Was more, oh, we're just going on a trip, and then something bad happened on the trip. You're right. This the is, trip wasn't motivated by, yeah. like, yeah, true. But, yeah, while this was, like, motivated, was, like, outside of our realm of, like, it doesn't really affect us personally. It's just a job. But now it does. But now it's, like, this motherfucker's gonna kill my mother. 
Yeah. He took my mother and I'm going to rip his <laughs> balls off. And, you know, especially with the Bethany one, now that I think about it, she didn't even die on the job. She she died on the way back home from the job. Exactly. Like, we were trying to escape the deep roads and we were just, we already beat all the demons. We already beat all the bosses and we were just walking home and that's when she dies. Exactly. Or, you know, gets, you know, injured and all that. Yeah. Uh, but there's also a few other things. First off, we get home, Gamlin is there and he's talking to Sandal and he's being very patronizing. And... The- very patronizing. It's like, Leandra. Enchantment. <laughs> and he, uh, he's like, Leandra was supposed to show up in my house, which I guess he doesn't live with us. Yes. Yeah, so we totally got rich and left him in fucking Lowtown. <laughs> Honestly, he totally deserves it. Because he, he treated does. us like shit. Like, yes, we lived with him, but he's like, once we started living with him, he started treating us like garbage. Like, and I'd we, rather and live on And we had street. nothing. And we had nothing because he stole from the will and lied about the will. Exactly. I have a question. Where does Aveline live? I don't know. I assume Hightown. She's captain of the guard. So, so, so wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have to live with my shitty uncle the first couple of fucking years I was here. But Aveline could have, was living in the lap of luxury or in a nice place. She couldn't give like room for me and my mother. To be fair. To be fair. Let's see. <laughs> To be fair, all of our other friends live in garbage, and we have a whole mansion. Well, like Varric have... spends all of his waking hours in a bar, as does Isabella. Meryl, That's... we don't like her very much, but she lives in the alienage. Anders lives in Darktown, literally underground. Okay, here, here's <laughs> and he's thing. our boyfriend. Here's the thing: we came here with Avalie, so you feel like more responsibility toward each other. Exactly, we saved her from getting killed. Not her husband. Not her husband. Who cares? <laughs> and so you would have thought like, oh, uh, we stick together. We also brought her in with us to the city. Exactly. Like Gamlin brought her with us. Anyway, point is, our mom's missing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got to figure that out. There's a killer in Kirkwall who sends his victims white lilies before he takes them. He's murdered several women already. No. No. You're wrong. No. Leandra is fine. No. Denial isn't going to work. Ignoring the facts doesn't change them. You don't know for sure that she's in trouble. Maybe, maybe Leandra took another path to my house. <laughs> I'm going back to Lowtown. The boy and I will stay here in case she returns. Another, okay. There's a, there's a lot of weirdness going on here, which like I'm very, in the moment, I'm very emotionally invested and we're going to be very serious. <laughs> But I have to point this out now that we're removed from the yes. situation. Which, by the way, we played this in April 2019. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> it is over a year since we've played this. <laughs> but the scars still lie. Um, the scars are still there. So, uh, yeah, a few things. First of all, we get home and immediately we're in our pajamas. Yes, yes. So, so clearly the rule <laughs> is if we are home, it's comfy time. Like, I'm just imagining, like... Talia walking into her house and then like <laughs> just told like Gam would be like Talia Talia is like excuse me let me just get into something comfortable it's been a long day let me <laughs> where's mom <laughs> and that's another thing like <laughs> uh, there's commotion going on where our mom's missing but we don't know any of this until we actually get there so in universe we go home thinking we're just going home like oh I had a long day there's no way to exactly. know there's commotion so it's it's for, like. I kind of wish that when we entered home, we didn't automatically go into our comfy clothes. That like we ran in and then we walk in with our armor 
into yeah because uh, you would think we change into our comfy clothes at yeah. the end of the day there's no more commotion but uh, but no that's not like how it, it works it would have uh, made also, it more um like pressing i'd be like wait what and then yeah. we'd like run out the fucking like we house. just got like, home. what the fuck's happening yeah also uh so they say gamlin goes to low town in case she comes back Bowden and sandals stay home in case she returns and Bowden says you should search low town at night once all the people are gone and it's like they treat Lowtown at night like it's a different location. <laughs> it's like we have to go to Lowtown at night. Like we have to go to Lowtown at night. Oh no, we accidentally went to Lowtown at day. <laughs> like they treat it like it's a different location. Like if we wait for nightfall, that's time. That's more time that our mother it's, is missing. No, we should search no, immediately. No, Lowtown in the morning is a totally different place, Brandon. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> they treat it like you could just go to Lowtown at night. Current now. <laughs> Which is not how night works. Okay. Mom's been captured. Where, where's, where's the quest say to go? Sorry, I was just out for a stroll. Okay, we're taking Anders because this might be emotional. We're taking Varric. And, we're and taking, Adeline. And Adeline. She's the guard. Okay, we're doing this shit. I'm going to fucking kill this fucking killer guy. I, mean, <laughs> I swear Low to God. At night. If it's that motherfucker... If it's that the one we found. If it's that motherfucker. The same one. I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Oh, yeah, true, because we, we just let, him, let go. him go. Oh, fuck. Ma! Urchin, have you seen my mom? I told you already. I saw her. Did you, you see black eye. Went? What do I get for telling you? So, of course, we take our emotional support, our emotional rock. <laughs> Of Aveline, Varric, and Anders, because right now, I, right now, I don't need Meryl in my oh, vicinity. Definitely if, not. And you I don't, don't need the uh, the the D team, the D, which is Fenris, Meryl, and Isabella. I, I, no, no, no. He, here's how I rank them. So, like, Aveline, Varric, and Anders are the A team. Yeah, Isabella's like C. <laughs> okay, so no one's B. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no B. <laughs> I would say Isabella and Fenris are C. Sebastian uh-huh. oh, is Oh yeah. We is, don't use Sebastian ever. D. And then Meryl's F. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And then S tier is uh our sister. Yeah, Bethany and Jules. And and Jules, they're S tier. They're S tier, yeah. Um <laughs> So yeah, when we make it to Lowtown, uh, the first thing we see is the urchin. It, there's literally just a child labeled urchin. <laughs> it's, it, it seems more uh, insulting to name like you are the urchin boy. I <laughs> it's like Jafar. <laughs> it's like if it isn't the little urchin boy, you urchin boy, where's my mother? <laughs> And he's already talking to Gamlin. So maybe that's where we got the urchin from. I, like, I, we find Gamlin, and he's like, I'm talking to the urchin. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that the urchin boy meets Sister Patrice. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, who are you, miss, if it isn't the urchin boy? Yeah, she would call him an urchin boy. Come with me. The maker will be so proud. <laughs> uh, but we get info out of him about our mom. That lady was here. She looked like she was going to take the bridge to Hightown. But then a man came up to her. He stumbled and fell over right at her feet like he was dead. 
His hands were all bloody, like he'd been in a fight. The lady shook him, and I think he said, help. She got him to his feet, and he was wobbly. Uh, it, it was funny. Anyway, they left, and that's all I saw. Can you describe the man? He was a man. He had hair and a nose. The man left some blood. Where he fell over. You could follow it. <laughs> man, he's like quiet. He's like... <laughs> His eyes are just like wide right now. This story... So, okay. So, our mom thinks, right? She's meeting her lover. Yeah? Yes. But what happens is, a man falls on the ground in front of her who's bloody. She helps him up and they walk away together. Is that, in her mind, does she think that's her lover? No, no, no. I think she was just being a good Samaritan. So she's, that's how they lured her here. That's how they lured her here. Like, mm. so she was lured in with the thought that she was going to meet her lover. And then finds she, someone. And she finds a, a man who is bleeding. Uh huh. Um, and because she's a good fucking person. And he's like, take me to my home. Yes, he'd be like, oh my God. Let me take you home. I'm guess I'll just send a letter to the man who I was supposed to meet here, not knowing <laughs> the man she was going to meet was this motherfucker. Unless that makes sense. Unless a twist, a twist. She was actually supposed to meet a man who loved her. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Why does everyone I love die?" <laughs> <laughs> this murderer has just been ruining this poor man's life. <laughs> Every time I send my beautiful lilies to someone. Am I ugly? Is that what happens? They get captured. <laughs> oh my gosh. And basically, like, the urchin. The urchin. The urchin. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> he's like, you can follow the blood trail, because there's still a blood trail, um, to where he, he went. So we follow the blood trail. And it leads us to a hideout, which is the same hideout as where Nanette's hand with the ring was found. So clearly... We were there. First, first off, first off, no, I feel like no one really investigated further into this area. No! We, we brought it to the Templars. There, we found a severed hand, and the guards are just like, it could be anyone's severed it hand. Could, it could be anyone's severed hand. I'm like, how about we investigate where we found it? Like, like as, does it matter whose... Yeah, ex like, as a detective, you should look at the surrounding area. Why would this hand be here? Do you think the perp is still around? It's like, all these remains, all these dead women, they could be unrelated. So we shouldn't care about any of them? We should still be investigating them. And you would only have to investigate one severed hand to find okay. the hideout of a serial killer. Okay. It doesn't, you don't need to link them all. Just oh, investigate what we know. Here's the thing, Brandon. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. This is fucking Kirkwall. Yeah. This is this is this is fucking Gotham City. <laughs> no one gives a shit. You find a severed hand, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a normal occurrence. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we killed the Invisible Sisters we, we all up and down the city, and no one cares. No in one fact, care. later in this episode, it's not in the episode, so it, I, it's fine. I don't feel bad saying it. Later in the episode, we're walking around Hightown, and the unlooted sisters are still on the ground for us to loot. They didn't <laughs> clean them up after days upon days. <laughs> this place fucking sucks. I mean, look who's <laughs> in charge of it. It's a bald man with fucking the weirdest 
crown. With a barbed wire crown. With a barbed wire crown. He's not terrible because he's bald. He's terrible because he has no fashion sense. This is where you found the human remains all those years ago. We should have known there was something else here. Mother must be here somewhere. We need to look around. Oh my god. I don't like this! <laughs> Mommy better be okay! We're gonna save her, Manny. Yes, Bethany's gonna come up and he's like, where's Mother? Okay, here's... Well, it seems like we're in the right place. There's demons. Oh my god, this feels urgent. Like, I can feel myself, like, shaking my lead, like, Hurry up, we have somewhere to be! Funny, rage demon. I'm fucking angry right now, too. <laughs> As we go through this place, we're really feeling like a sense of urgency. Like, even though obviously never do the choices in this game matter with regard to how fast you're being. Yes. But for some reason, I feel compelled to be like, we need to go. Like, 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 like there's like a, t like a ticking clock. Yeah. And it just says mommy dies. And <laughs> that's how I feel. I feel like we need to rush because I, Talia feels like she needs honestly, to rush. Honestly, I would, I would want a Dragon Age game to do that to give you a time limit to finish that's, a like a specific mission or else all hell breaks loose. That's scary. And that's, because that's, I think, how, um, what's it called? How uh, Majora's Mask, Legend of Zelda oh. Majora's Mask where, works, where it's like, you have three days until the fucking moon crashes into the goddamn place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are a lot of missions, like, we've seen it, where it's like, tonight, we need to do this. And then you could do it, like, three days later. Exactly. Via the day-night cycle. It, it would give me more urgency to finish specific missions. Yeah. And it, it, I feel like it would give me more of a connection with the the world because it's yeah. happening in, in kind of real time. I feel like it's a trade-off because you would feel like, oh, now I'm stuck in this quest. Now I have to do this thing. But as, like as a gameplay perspective, it's like you're they're trapping you. But in a world perspective, it's like this is this is the timeline. This is what you need to do. Exactly. But, the, and, but and, in this... Well, perhaps maybe it makes it more linear that way. Right. Or, yeah. So, like, maybe people, oh, I have less choices. But I think in this circumstance, it doesn't matter. Because it's not like you're leaving from saving your dead mom. Yeah. Like, you, so th the time limit does sort of make sense in this, if there was one, which there isn't. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I just feel the urgency. And so we continue on, and then we eventually find a white-haired woman just, like, laying on her side, clearly dead. Ugh. And uh, who has white hair that's not our mom? No one. Is she asleep? Is she asleep? Mother! That's not, that's not her. Alessa. Oh, that's the one we met. Can you look in that area? I thought I saw a note. Oh, scribbled note. Used quick lime to preserve her feet. Unsure whether texture of the skin is to my liking. We'll try other methods. Mother's locket. Oh. oh. This isn't a good sign. I feel this is disturbing. It's <laughs> disturbing. It's like, oh, their skin and their hands. Oh my god. This is like fucking Silence of the Lambs. It is. So this white-haired woman. Yeah. Who who is not our mother? It not is our Alessa. Mother. Alessa. Alessa, the lady we totally fucking kicked out. <laughs> the one that we were just like, go home. You're safe now. This is my house. <laughs> Like she's not safe. She's gonna. She's gonna. She's about to be kidnapped. We know this. We should have taken her in. So clearly, clearly. So what we 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 find this white this uh, what 
Oh, no. Uh, you could keep going. I just have another thought, which is... Go right ahead. In our, like, rationalization of everything, you think you're going to meet your lover, and then you're brought, and a, a person who's injured comes, and they lure you. So this woman knows she's going to be kidnapped. Yes. Because we already saved her from Giscard. Does she then still meet her lover? And I, still get kidnapped and lured? Like, like I feel like if a responsible... Uh, secure like a responsible organization to serve and protect the public what they would do <laughs> is yeah. okay this woman is still in danger yeah this woman needs to be in the surveillance of us so she yeah. should be taken to the guards keep right like don't leave her with Cascard, who exactly. basically just like kidnapped her just differently yeah give her to the guards where it's like you're safe in within the realm of the law. Exactly. You know what? See, I'm a fuck I should have fucking done this. You get <laughs> someone, you get someone dressed like her to go to the same Meryl. Meryl. <laughs> you have to you have to form a fucking trap. This is how it would have been done. You get someone to dress like her to meet her at where it's supposed to be with yeah. guards at the ready. Yes. To trap this motherfucker. Yes. And get him down. And then you want how is everyone so fucking stupid? And you know what? If we didn't leave, if we didn't let her be, and we had instead replaced her with someone on our side and then the ambush and all that, that would have saved the next victim. Exactly. AKA our mom. Our mom. So <laughs> so we could have prevented all this. Like, this should have been done after Nanette's hand was found. This all <laughs> yes. should have been done after that. Like, okay, we're going to... Like, let's research this guy's MO. Where uh -huh. did we find the hand? Let's let's research where this hand, like the area of this hand. Yeah. Let's let's trap this motherfucker. Let's see if someone else got lilies. I mean, we didn't know about the lilies until Gascard told us. I don't know where he learned about them. But like, Gascard should have brought the lily information to the police. Exactly. No. Uh, and and even after we knew about the Lily situation, we still should have done something about it anyway. There were so many steps along the way where this could have been handled better to save what's about to happen. But no, no, because you know what they want to focus on? The dirty Kunari. It's always... The, the, are the Kunari serial killing? No, no they are No, they're not serial killing. They're just sitting on their very small fucking chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we find Alessa. We also find later on our mother's locket. And we eventually make our way to this like living room area uh, yeah which which i'll discuss in a warehouse what is this that woman in the portrait looks like leandra doesn't she a shrine dedicated to a wife a sister i need to find her now oh my god she is there was another note where is it your last letter was fascinating. You have proven me wrong once again by doing the impossible. I shouldn't have doubted your resolves. Your friend and colleague. Oh. Who's O? Is he trying to revive his dead wife? That's what it seems like. Necromancy and the portrait. And the portrait looks like Leandra. Okay. Yeah. This living area. This uh -huh. is still in the area where we found fucking Nanette's hand. <laughs> I, well, yeah, just deeper in, I just guess. Just deeper. No one searched here? No one kept looking in. No. Nope. Because clearly, this Clearly just a warehouse. Th this wasn't just put here. This wasn't. This guy's not moving his furniture back and <laughs> forth by, like, 
clearly he's been here for a while and no <laughs> one's been freaking looking. This like is no Linden. one it's this urchin this has urchin. been living down here. The urchin <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I, I think that of, of the, the happiest things to come out of this episode is the urchin. The urchin. And the world goes on. The world goes on. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, there's a portrait above the, the mantle. There's, like, a whole ass, like, fireplace mantle here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a picture of someone who looks like our mom. And there's a letter. And the letter is from the circle. This is important. Okay. Yes. This is gonna, we're gonna get into info we don't have yet in the moment, but we played this a year ago, so we have it now. Yeah. It's the letters from the circle, and it's saying, your letter was fascinating. I gave you the books, and I didn't think you could do it, but you did it. And it's signed by someone named O. And we will soon find out that the first enchanter of the circle, his name starts with an O. Yes. Which tells me that the first enchanter Gave him books to learn about whatever's going on down here. So clearly, First Enchanter's okay with her ladies getting killed and my mommy getting killed? He's okay with something because we're going to find out what he's doing down here mm-hmm. and what he does to people down here. And there's no, whatever books are being provided to him, there's no way you could provide that to someone in good faith. Exactly. There's no way it's just like, Oh, I just provided a book about baking. I didn't realize he would bake poison into it. No, there's no way you can coat what he's about to you know do. What, you know what this is like? This is like um, Harry Potter. This is <laughs> this is like Slughorn telling Voldemort what Horcruxes are. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly like that. To a T. Why would you ever provide Why? books about this to someone? Why would you tell a student about that? You fucking psychopath. <laughs> Have you seen how he's acting? He's like... Oh, what do I have to do? Murder someone. <laughs> that, is, that is like one step uh, worse, just one step worse than giving a student the ability to time travel just so she can go to her classes. <laughs> Fuck, Harry Potter makes no sense. Like you can ruin the entire space-time continuum, but now you can learn charms and divination simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Just give her a fucking book. Just give her a book. Or maybe she could just take these classes when she's older. (laughs) Everyone else does it. Everyone else does it, for Christ's sake, just because she's super smart. Oh, let's give her the goddamn powers of time and space. You know who else is super smart? Who? Voldemort. And he's (laughs) evil. So, uh, forget Harry Potter. Let's get back to Jack (laughs) We continue... Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we continue on, and uh, we find a man. We do. And it's not Giscard de Puy. It's not. But it is a mage. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Adding fuel to the fire. Adding fuel to the fucking fire. Maybe mages. Yeah. Uh, and he's there with, like, a woman dressed in white, faced away from us, and he starts monologuing. This is clearly the, the person. This is clearly the villain. I was wondering when you'd show up. Leandra was so sure you'd come for her. Was? Mother always knew me best. Yes. And she spoke so fondly of you. No. What a lovely, gentle woman. No, she's dead. Your mother was chosen because she was special. And now, she is part of something... greater. I just want my mother. You're insane. I don't want to hurt anyone. Release my mother and we'll go. 
I have done the impossible. I have touched the face of the Maker and lived. Do you know what the strongest force in the universe is? Oh my God. Love. I kind of thought about this when we were reviewing the footage. You okay. know what this is? This what? is like an even worse version of Frankenstein. <laughs> even worse as in as in the story or no. worse as in the morality? Morality. Because okay, yeah. at least Dr. Frankenstein used dead tissue. Used already dead people. <laughs> he did not murder people to bring a creature to life. This motherfucker murdered countless women. Yes. Um, to stitch specific parts together. Yeah, we like, we see, um, we see like, what's clearly gonna be our mom sitting in a chair, and she's the person, well, she, this like, Frankenstein monster, is sitting away from us, and we get a shot of like, half of the face, and it's, it's like, kind of stitched looking, and it has like, a cut neck, yeah. and uh, the face is like, it looks like Bethany when she was tainted. Yes. It's the same, like, blood and dark around the eyes and all that. It's, but Manny. Yes. The most powerful force in the universe is love. This is one of the tropes that I fucking, I despise. <laughs> in, in any, like, any story that involves magic or whatever. Yeah. Or just, just, whenever someone says love is the most powerful thing in the world, it's like, bitch. <laughs> but you know what I like about it in this sense? What? I like that the person saying it is fucking crazy. Yes. It's like, no, that's not love. It's necromancy. It's you ne don't love any of these women you killed. <laughs> what are you talking about? You crazy person. <laughs> I kind of wish we could say, like, this is not love. This is necromancy. This is the <laughs> devil's work. You are a fucking psychopath. <laughs> like, animating a bunch of like corpses mangled together. Viandrea could do that shit. Viandrea could do that. And she found love through doing that. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Like she brings up Curtis from the skeleton in the ground. <laughs> and you just did that, but with like different people's body parts mangled together. Well, see, remember, Curtis didn't have tissue. Tur Curtis was a skeleton. That's true. But but he, but like just st staple the tissue onto the skeleton and that yeah. there you go. And like the, clearly this is like we'll go into it what his reasonings why yeah. and it's it's it makes me even angrier. It's just love, Manny. Oh, I pieced her together from memory. I found her eyes, her skin, her delicate fingers. Oh my god, she stitched together. I'm at last, her face. Oh, this beautiful face. I've searched far and wide to find you again, beloved. Oh. And no force on this earth will be. Oh! We get a little bit more of his monologue, and he's just like. I took all the body parts of my wife that I could find in the women, the, their beautiful hands and face, and then now it's this, and it's like our mom's face. So, okay. What, what makes me angry about this is mm -hmm. that this is still not your wife. This no. Is the, this is still not your wife. This is like, have you ever seen The Mummy? Not the one with uh, Tom yeah. Cruise. No, I've seen both. Okay. Remember the, that the whole plot of the mummy is that the mummy's looking for a host. 
Yes, vaguely. To put the soul of his dead lover in. Okay, yeah. Um, so he does this. Uh, well, in the first movie, he wants to put it. Oh no, he does want to put it in the original body. So that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. In the sequel, yeah, he finds someone who looks like his <laughs> dead. <laughs> dead lover and right. puts the soul into her i'm like this is still not her body <laughs> but manny it always has to be someone who looks like them because how are you going to tie that character to the main character exactly <sighs> um but you know but it's fine because he's crazy he's insane he's a like, we're not supposed person. to believe that he's smart no he's, he's clearly not. well no look at that he 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 was doing he's cl- kind of smart he's just fucking crazy yeah, true. Which is another thing. This kind of reveals what he was doing. What books did you give this man? First like, Enchanter. Oh. I, I feel like these books should be forbidden. Like, no one <laughs> yeah. should know these. This is in the forbidden section. S- section. Speaking Why do you have Harry a forbidden Potter. section? Just don't have the section. That, that's, that, okay. is, is it to bait people? Like, <laughs> sidebar. Side fucking bar. This is another thing that, that bothers me about Harry Potter. Why are these spells and these books of dark magic <laughs> in the school it's just to bait people like okay we have a forbidden section with dark magic we have a house that's based on racism we have, <laughs> we have a we have a fucking sn- a chamber of secrets that kills people but it's fine it's totally fine harry potter is a dangerous universe and i think that we give too much too much credit to for this universe or too much oh absolutely it's, everyone's it's, like i would love to live in this universe do you do you, you do want you, schools where 13 year olds are given access to, to how to kill people and make yourself immortal <laughs> it's fucking scary <laughs> it's just like people said i want to live in star wars like you want to live in a universe where there's fascists that could obliterate a planet that's where <laughs> you want to live in <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous and this is like you know, we don't have the scope of, like, they're not learning this in school. It's just this one man's negligence. <laughs> well, that's not true. The whole society's The whole up. society's fucked up. I yeah, maybe it is sad. just as bad. I wouldn't want to live in Dragon Age. I would, Could I, you I imagine? Would, I would never want to live in Dragon Age. Everyone's oppressed. All, okay. There's not one person that's not oppressed. First off, we have freaking demons. The fact that you have demons who are the norm... <laughs> to be showing up like, oh, we can't They're go everywhere. to that They're in part. every mission. We can't go to that part of the mountain. Why? There's demons. Oh, well, that ruins my hike. <laughs> <laughs> like, how would you live in this kind of universe? I feel like any universe that has magic involved, I feel like I would feel unsafe. Manny, it's not magic. It's... Lock them up. <laughs> Lock them up. Lock up all the mages. All the mages. No. See, and that's the thing. You have magic, and then you have people who have magic that, without, with no fault of their own, they, <laughs> they just have this power. And then yeah. you have a whole society that wants to arrest them and get rid of them. That's oppression. But that's like, that's like the opposite of Harry Potter, where the villain doesn't want to get rid of magic. They want to get rid of all the non-magic people. Exactly. Because they're the supremacists. And, like, it's not magic's fault that all the dangerous magic is just kept in a library. That's like... That's like if we banned metal instead of guns, you know? <laughs> it's like, well, it's not any magic. The magic that makes me tea isn't the same as the magic that tortures people. <laughs> Maybe it's kind of like that, where it's like, well, my magic just purifies water, and your magic kills my mom and stitches her up. There's a difference. Oh, my uh, God. But anyway, we get into a boss fight with demons, <laughs> 
And we're, we're just like reeling from the imagery of our stitched up mother who's swaying like a zombie. She's uh, in context. If any of you have seen the movie uh, Sucker Punch, <laughs> it resembles uh, the dance the girl does that puts everyone in a trance, even though it's literally her just swaying back and forth. That's this. And thank God, I thought we would have to fight our mom. I know that would have been hard. That would have been terrible. But instead, she's just swaying in the background. Yes. So mom's dead. She's a Frankenstein. Oh my God, look, she's dressed in like a bridal outfit. I, I'm so pissed. <laughs> I'm really just so disturbed. Uh, this is like, it was not like it came out of nowhere, but this guy we never found before this. And I think that's my issue. Thank Maybe. God it's not the other guy. Yeah. Maybe. What, what do you mean we never found him? Like we never saw him before. No, but we were tracking him down. And we couldn't track him down. That oh, could have been Meryl. This is really sad. <laughs> She's just standing here. Oh my God. This is so fucked <clears throat> up. That's Talia's whole family. The only one left is Jules and Gamlin. In this boss fight, uh, yeah. we are we are fighting a, a bunch of demons, including yes. big titty demons. Uh, <laughs> one named uh, the possession of Alessa, yeah, and the possession of Leandra. So I guess I would assume that these would have possessed the bodies. See, this confuses me because what's about to happen, as just like a a preview, what's about to happen is once the fight ends, our mom is going to walk up to us and like fall at our feet. And she has her memories, so she's not possessed. So she's conscious. She she has her 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 mind. She has her yeah. soul. Still and in. why do you need to possess anyone? Why why do you need to possess Alessa? Didn't you just like take her hands or something? Like, do you think? No, that make that would make no sense. Like the the demons were part of them all along. <laughs> <laughs> this, they're like they're like heartless. <laughs> this was the darkness inside of you this was the darkness inside of you yeah it doesn't make sense because like she's still the only way it would make sense is if the desire demon was like taking the form of his ex-wife uh-huh and then going inside the mangled body and acting like her but she's not it's leandra yeah but also like, why couldn't the demon just turn into your wife without using anyone's body parts? Exactly. You could have just went to a demon and be like, hey, I'll do whatever you want. Just look like my wife and yeah. act like my wife. And then he could have been happy. He could have been <laughs> I happy. Think that, I think that in the past... Oh, wait, no. No. Okay, what I was going to say is that I think that in the past, what we've seen is that the demon looks like a demon to us, but looks like the wife to them. Remember yeah. when we were in the circle and there yes. was a Templar where she's like, get the kids. Get the kids, they're coming to kill us! And it was like a demon. Yeah. Uh, but that's not true because in the Darkspawn Chronicles, we saw that Wade and Heron, was that his name? Yes. Where one of them turned into a demon. Uh-huh. And we're like, is he a demon? And yes. they're in love. But in that case, the person who would supposedly be a demon looks like a person to yeah. others. So I was going to say like, oh, the demon would only look like the wife to him, which what does it matter anyway? But even so, the the demon could still look like the wife to us because we saw that in the past. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. There's no reason for them to be possessed. It's, it's, you could have done this just by befriending a demon. Exactly. All you could have done is been like, hey, desire demon, um, I will kill as many people as you want. Just look like my wife. 
Yeah. I mean, I'll, it still would have been terrible. You power in the world and you can walk among the world as a human and all you need to do is be my wife. They'd be exactly. like, sure. Yeah, I'd be like, sure, that sounds great. That sounds great. I'll even give her bigger boobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but we do defeat um, these demons. Yes. And the man. Um, and then we are left with mom's body, as we said, walks towards us. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Mother. There's nothing I can do. His magic was keeping her alive. I knew you would come. <gasps> That's still her? I'm going to save you. I'm going to save you. Don't move, Mother. We'll find a way to... Shh. Don't fret, darling. That man would have kept me trapped in here. Now, I'm free. I get to see Carver again. Oh. And your father, my little girl, has become so strong. Oh, my God. I love you. You've always made me so proud. Oh no! This is very, very sad. This is, I think, the saddest moment so far of the game. Like, <laughs> I think so. Because Bethany, yes, that was sad, but Bethany's still alive. She right. just can't see us. Yeah. Um, but we have the the comfort that, okay, she's still alive. She's just a Grey Warden. And you know what? She's probably having adventures. She's yeah, having Grey Warden adventures. She went Grey to Grey Warden, Warden summer camp. Exactly. So it, there's nothing that bad. This is this is tough. This is horrifying. This is horrifying. First off, it hurts that she goes like, "I'm gonna join Carver and your father oh. in heaven or the yeah. Fade, whatever it's called." In the good part of the Fade. In the good part of the Fade, where there's a resort where there's not demons. Exactly. And um, I always like to think of the is the good part of the Fade like where we ended in. Um, in the DLC in Origins, where there was that town. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they all hated it. I think the good part of the fade is just the good place. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she she's dying and she's she's so proud of us. And it's, it, it's a very touching moment. And our it friends is. are just awkwardly standing there. <laughs> like, not like going like... Yeah. Like, I'm just imagining, she's like, Farrick, take care of her. Or no, Anders, take care of her. Yeah, she didn't say any of that, huh? No. It was just like, because you get, during the whole, like, my little girl's so grown, you're so strong, and you saved me from being stuck here. You get, like, a close shot of Talia holding her mom. Uh-huh. And then you get the far shot of just the friends. Yes, yeah, the friends who stand back. Like, Im imagine we took, we brought the, the worst characters with us. Like, imagine Isabella standing in the background. <laughs> She'd be like, this is not a place for you. This, this doesn't turn me on. I don't know how to act. <laughs> That's the only way I know how to act, so I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, does your... It's like, is this time to have an orgy? Not now, Isabella. <laughs> That's the only way I know how to address the situation. It's like, you have other issues to deal with. <laughs> um, Yeah, it's really sad. And on other times, like with Bethany, we were sad and we were talking about it. But with this, it's like the rest of our time playing this game for this, like, until the end of the day. Oh, it's it's we're it's just thinking about ruined. it. It's, it's just it's, weighing on us. Exactly, it's completely ruined for us. Like, it's just we only think about our dead mother. And when I first played this game, um, 
this was a moment where after I played it, I just kept thinking about it. I was like, my mom was brutalized. <laughs> she was mom, desecrated. My mom turned into a Frankenstein and now is dead. <laughs> and, and like, honestly, if I were playing this by myself, this is where I'd stop. I would stop for a while. Here. <laughs> I would not continue for a bit. I think yeah, thank I, God we have like a podcast to make. Yeah, like I've played many video games where I emotionally had to stop. I'm currently going through that right now. With The Last of Us? With The Last of Us Part 2, um, <laughs> where I have to literally stop and be like, Jesus Christ, I need happiness. And then I go back to Animal Crossing. But um, this- and Thank God this game, like this game is funny and it has lighthearted moments. So like, even though your mom is dead, like you, you there's have, there's yeah. there's light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. You still have your friends. You still yeah. have like this kind of, the this- this tone where you're allowed to have some levity. Right. Where, like, games like Last of Us, I don't feel... Well, the first game I felt had levity. Mm-hmm. The second game is just fucking dour. It, it's like, there's <laughs> no happiness for you. <laughs> like, it, I don't know what's with the trend of current games of that we need to have our protagonists suffer for like you're playing Tomb Raider right now, or I'm playing Rise of the Tomb Raider I, right now. As I like to call, let's just see what we could fucking do to Lara Croft to make <laughs> her sad. <laughs> yeah, like because I imp- slid down a hill wrong, <laughs> and the next thing you know, there's a spike in my th- throat. It's like fucking, <laughs> and then I just start over. It's like why did that have to happen? It's because empower empowerment means suffering. <laughs> Look how strong she is because how- she can be stabbed in the throat and respond right where she left <laughs> off. That's that's the kind of woman I want to be. Exactly. And Lara Croft is a great woman. She's, she's very strong. She's very empowering. She empowers me, and I'm not even a woman. She's smart, and she's, she's she doesn't uh, she doesn't uh, take bullshit. She does not, even when she's wrong, like, which does happen sometimes. But like, she's very empowering. Why do we need to stab her in the throat? <laughs> I saw a clip Every of other her scene. in a plane, and the second she was talking to a man, and this plane, I guess, was in a storm. Okay, and the 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 part of the plane that the man was in broke off. And she's like, <laughs> "No!" I'm like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Like, I remember when this when this series was just about a lady going into tombs and moving crates and shooting like animals. What the fuck's happening to her? <laughs> I. I think that was in the first reboot game. I was like, holy Because that one was all about weather. Oh, okay. And it's like, we can't leave the island because of the weather. Do you tomb, do you raid tombs? Yes, but they're optional. It's like, while you're exploring, it'll be like, there's a tomb nearby. And what's the rest of the game? Just survive. It's just, it's like the story. It's like, we cannot let Trinity get the divine source. I don't know what any of those words even mean. I just go, (laughs) I just move forward. Oh my God. uh, But the point is, our mom's dead. Yes. And we're we're stuck reveling in it and not thinking about Tomb Raider. We can't think about much else except for the our desecration dead. of our mother. <laughs> so that happened. How do you feel? I'm sad. I want to kill every blood mage in this <laughs> fucking city! Oh my gosh, and now we're back home alone. Is Andrew's gonna comfort us? We are clearly very hurt by all the events. Um, <laughs> I want to kill every fucking blood mage in this city. Not every mage, 
because we have to remember mages are can be good like my boyfriend yes see hating blood mages it's like hating drunk drivers yes it's like you don't have to hate all drivers we could only hate drunk drivers drunk drivers like uh, adam driver <laughs> drunk <laughs> in marriage like, story oh my god <laughs> and um i just kind of wish that like anders could like you would expect like anders to comfort us you would expect that yes um, but we are clearly very hurt by what happened, and we do go home, and we have to tell our shitty-ass uncle, who did nothing because he fucking waited until nightfall to look for our mom. And the shot, like, it makes it so disappointing, because you're look- she's looking into the fire, and we're like, oh my god, is Andrew's gonna come comfort us? And then out from behind her walks Gamlin. It's like, of all people! Like, what's he gonna do? <laughs> I'm sorry, uncle. She's gone. You were right about the flowers and everything. I I can't believe she's gone. No, she wouldn't be no, joking. It was my fault. I was too late. So you're to blame. If you'd been quicker or stronger, you could have... She could be... Wow. You're going to blame me? Why her? Why Leandra? The killer used Mother to magically reconstruct his dead wife. What sort of nightmarish magic is that? Oh, Maker. Maybe the Templars are right. Lock the mages up. Throw away the key. Magic's not to blame. Magic didn't kill Mother. A madman did. He could have just as easily killed her with a knife. You said she was used. This goes beyond just murder. It, it's desecration. Magic didn't make him do it. I wish you'd never told me what that twisted son of a bitch did to her. I wish I hadn't asked. I hope you killed him. I did. Good. I hope it hurt. Bethany needs to be told. Mm. I'll send a message. This is the opposite of what we need right now. It just proves that Gamlin's not the person yeah, that like, we need. Like, okay, so... When someone goes like, oh, this was my fault. I could have done better. You don't go like, yes, this is your fault. You stupid <laughs> bitch. You killed my sister. It's like, listen, there was like, you tried your best. And, you know, shitty things happen, but you can't blame yourself. Like, that would have been, that would have been nice, like, character development for Gamlin. Yeah. That, that, like, I would have liked that to, like, start... A storyline of Gamlin becoming a little bit closer with us. Yeah, and a like bit in times like this, Gamlin steps up to the plate and is able to be an empathetic, like, uncle and family member. He's yes. the only family we have. Exactly. And, like, it would have been such a beautiful, uh, like, and then, like, maybe later on he'd start living with us. He's become, he starts <laughs> be being a better person. This is just an idea. But you know, you know, sometimes the real world isn't like that, and we're all complicated people, and we have. Sometimes to admit, you just have shitty uncles. You just have shitty uncles, and so <laughs> you have to deal with your shitty uncle, who's a drunk and who blames you for the death of your mother. You. Exactly, and also he. I don't like the fact that he's the one sending the 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 message to Bethany because I feel it's like it's not gonna be written right. It's it's not gonna be written right. It's like, well, hello. Remember how your sister failed you? Well, guess what. <laughs> She failed, she failed again. Too. <laughs> yes. Your mother's dead because of your stupid sister. I You should have known when she didn't give you any pantine that she was no good. Exactly. She's a selfish bitch. And you know what? I'm gonna poison her later. 
expect another message soon. And Bethany's like, something doesn't sound right. I need to warn her. And then the message comes in three weeks later, where it's like, don't drink the coffee today. Don't drink the coffee. You're like, what? <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have waited three weeks to poison her. <laughs> um, And then there's also the other thing where Gamlin... He just does the go-to of everyone in this game, where whenever something bad happens, he's like, maybe we should lock up the mages. He's he's kind of like one of those people who, like, if they if they um, experience one bad thing, then they have to generalize it to all the people. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's you know what? It's very telling. It's very kind of like our world in a way, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and you with, know what? what? Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but... He might have a reason to say this if he knew that the first enchanter was complicit in it. You know what? That that I will agree with. If he knew the first enchanter was in on it, then I could be on his side and be like, hey, like this motherfucker who's in charge of this. He's the first enchanter of the circle of Kirkwall <laughs> is condoning the murder of these innocent women. That includes my sister. Then yeah. I could be like, I could. I could see his reasoning. And the first enchanter is quote unquote locked up, right? Like he's in the gallows. Exactly. And that that's the other thing. Like it makes sense. Not It never makes sense to have a forbidden sectional library because what's the point of the books? But it makes more sense for the Ferelden circle to have it because they're the one that's like a school at least. Yeah. This one's like a prison. This yes. is like if you had a book about lock picking at a prison. <laughs> How to how to kill your warden? Yeah, exactly. Like, why are you learning about this stuff? Why do you have books about this in what's supposedly a prison? I, <laughs> why are you sharing this information? I honestly, if I were a mage, I would have moved to fucking Pharrell. Well, I guess because Pharrellden just went through a blight. Um, yeah, but it's not that easy. I it's guess. not that easy. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna move to Ferelden or Orlay. Well, I mean, I don't know how Orlay is, but I would assume it'd be better than this shit. I just assume Orlay is better. Orlay is like Eagleton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling. I'm not calling Kirkwall Pawnee. <laughs> no, Ferelden's Pawnee. Ferelden's definitely Pawnee. Because they're like the rustic ones, where it's like we live a simple life and we like it, and Orlay is like you, Vermin. <laughs> the word urchin's so funny (laughs) is it urchin i I always think urchin's an animal it is like like i think of a sea urchin Uh, yes a sea urchin yes you urchin you urchin also i think it's worth noting by the way that there's because this is a game where your choices affect stuff there's no way to save your mom that just happens. It just happens. This is a this is a like a story beat that needs to happen. Yeah, this isn't a Bethany situation. This isn't a Carver situation where one or the other has to die. This is just like your mom's gonna die, and you're and the world goes on. <laughs> that's, that's and the world the game... goes on. <laughs> you know, seriously, perfect title, perfect title of this. <laughs> uh, but thank God, Gamlin leaves, and we do get Anders to come in and console us. I know nothing I say will change it. Yeah. I'm just... I'm sorry. down. Yeah. I didn't try hard enough to save her. She wouldn't want you to blame yourself. You don't know my mother. No. And I'm sorry I never will. I'm here for you. Whatever you need. 
Aww. So that was a cute little moment. Yeah, brief, but good. It was good. Um, You know, after my, my filthy uncle yells at me saying it's my fault, it's good to have my boyfriend saying, I'm here for you whenever you need. Like, it's, it's nice. It is. And it's, at least Andrews doesn't say, maybe we do need to lock up all the mages. Ex- that would just be like, now you're just cutting and pasting. Exactly. <laughs> that would make no sense. Oh, imagine if we were romancing like Fenris. It'd be like, maybe we shouldn't trust that Anders. I told you to lock up all the mages. And now look. And now they're running loose. Thank God your sister's not here. Oh my God. <laughs> Fenris... He yeah, he would not have been the right person to to oh, hear from no. in this moment. Hell no. Uh <laughs> He you know, Fenris, if anyone should be against locking people up, it should be Fenris. He escaped slavery. Exactly. Like, shouldn't you shouldn't you have empathy for people <laughs> well, well, who are being we unjustly to, like restrained? I mean, we have that? to also remember that his uh wasn't his captor His captors were mages. mages. So much like uh, Gamlin, he's generalizing an entire group of people. Based on those that like... Harmed uh, them. Harmed him. Yeah. Yes, yes. You have to remember, people are are different. Not everyone is the same. Everyone has their reasons for why they... Are prejudiced. <laughs> At least there's that to say about the there's people a reason. in this game. Should they be prejudiced? No! There should not be a reason to be prejudiced. Well, there's a reason... They have a reason to be prejudiced, but it's not correct. It's not right. It's not morally right. But at least we can we can see that about their character. And it's not just like, this person's a racist character. Why? Because they're racist. Exactly. Um, But yeah, finally, like, our cutscenes have ended. And it's time to just think to ourselves about... About how sad we are. Okay, I'm just gonna look at the. Look sadly into the fire. Oh. <laughs> You're a good Mabari. You take good care of us, don't you? Want some pets? I bet you do. Happy bark. At least someone's happy. I was th- I was thinking that I was gonna be that guy, the red-headed guy. <laughs> I'd be like, all oh, this fucking. <laughs> You've been murdering these women. <laughs> nope. Sometimes it's just some crazy asshole. And I was also because like the guy, the the woman that we stopped. What was it? The, right before where that blood mage guy came out. Oh yeah. What about her? Alessa? Yeah. It looked like our mom. That's true. She had the same hair. Ork. Yeah. I don't care what else is going on. We haven't spoken about Leandra. How are you? Heartbroken. My mother is dead. My heart's broken. My father trained me in all the skills he had been forced to give up. He spent everything to get me into Kaylin's service. Mm. Do you know what I remember? That's why she was an Ostacar. When he read to me, stupid things, dragons and heroes. He wouldn't turn a page until I reached over and took his hand. That big man made every step of the story my choice. Like this? I love that. Mm-hmm. He died of the wasting. In a Denerim ward, those last weeks, I read to him. Oh. I had to take his hand to turn the pages, mm. and I couldn't tell if he was too weak, or if it was the old game. Oh. Drink. Toast for the deceased. Yeah, let's say a toast for the deceased. A glass for those we've lost. <sighs> All right then. Benoit Dulac and Leandra Hawke. Don't let anyone tell you when to move on. 
Take their hand and say, my choice. Oh. That's all I have. I'll miss her too. Oh. It's so sad. This is so sad. This is a sad fucking episode. <laughs> Get out of the way, my mom's dead. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of things. Sure. I, I, I just want to mention the fact that, um, like I mentioned here, um, it kind of feels like anticlimactic that uh. the person who was doing all this was just right. A re like no one we knew. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, like I would have loved it to like have little clues here and there and then be like, it was you all along, Sister I Patrice. the lilies. <laughs> I would have loved it if it was Sister Patrice. <laughs> but also I do love the fact that Sister Patrice is kind of just like a, it's like a rogues gallery. It's yeah, like, she's like just Batman. one of she's just one of our many villains. But exactly, like we missed the opportunity to have a new member of the rogues gallery. Yes. It's just like this person killed like it's like the Joker killed your family. It's just like Like it, it doesn't it doesn't feel Yeah, like the Joker like, kidnapped Robin. It's like exactly. no, well, it's just someone kidnapped your mom. You know it's it's like um the he reminds me he's similar to the lady with the white lipstick who was crazy. Yeah, she would have been so fun to see. Oh again. my god, that would have been great. Or like um like Sir Oban Esmerel. Ba oh like they all have uh, potential. Or Branca. Bra well, we can't have Branca. Branca's dead. But that's what I mean. All but these the people are dead. Yeah. Like they're just like one off villains. Yeah. They could they could have all been in the Rogues Gallery, but instead they're just one offs. Yeah. But like I But here's the thing that's different about Branca. You spent you hear about Branca. Prior, yeah. and you have some experience with Bronca before you fight her. While this guy, he just pops up. That's true. Like you know about Bronca, and then you find her, and it's like Bronca, you're here, and all it's, that. Exactly. Whereas with this, it's like we're looking for someone, and we at least know that much. But mm -hmm. when we find them, it's just like we found you, and you're not someone. You're just the killer. But maybe I would. I I will say that perhaps the identity of the killer would have taken away. From the fact that our mom died. True. I feel it would have been sensory overload. It's like, it's been you this entire time. And now my mom's dead. Right. It would have been a lot. It would have been very hefty. Yeah. So at least in this case, it's like, you, the, all you have to focus on is the grief and not about like a, a crazy twist. That, yeah. that I do like that at least it allows you to do that. Uh-huh. But, um, but still, it feels like with the plot, it kind of feels like out of nowhere. Like yeah. I would have, I would have loved to have met this guy, like probably like maybe like in Act One, like we met him, and he'd be like talking about his dead wife and be like, she recently just passed away. I'm yeah. so sad. Or what it feels like, Gislaine. Yes. And and he was like, I, the reason I married Nanette in the first place was because of her hands or something. <laughs> I don't know. If it was Gislaine, I'd probably be like, what the fuck, <laughs> like. Really? Then we're like, we're technically right. He did murder his wife. Yes, we were right all along. But anyway, uh, <laughs> now that we're done grieving, we're not done grieving. We're never going to be done grieving. But the grieving portion is over because we have a new mission. And uh, it's a letter from the Viscount. He wants us to go to his place for something urgent. 
So, come speak with thee and only me in my keep. It is a matter of the utmost privacy and urgency, and I can trust it to no one else. Okay. Can we talk to Bowden and Sandal again? I'm making chocolate. See, that cheers me up. <laughs> I feel like this is... It was even worse than when our parents died. Yeah, because... at least then it was like... We, we barely knew them. Yeah, this is like... We, we had a whole history with our mom. Yeah. You know what makes it sadder to me? What? Well, she was like, I'll finally see Carver again. Oh... I was like, oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> what, for making you sadder? Mm -hmm. That big tower in the lake is scary. He means the gallows, and I quite agree. That big tower in the lake is scary. He means the gallows, and I agree. That big tower in the lake is scary. He means the gallows, and I agree. Your motherfuckers, the gallows, it's so scary. <laughs> Because we're talking to the Viscount, so I want to bring, like, all of our distinguished people. I love the idea. Like, we're gonna, we're about to go into the Viscount's place and hear all about it. But I just like the idea that Talia does not have time for this. <laughs> she, well, clearly, in this, like, there, she has just lost her mother. Like, how yeah. long do you think is between this moment and, like, I would say, like, a day or two? It yeah, I was imagining like two days. Like two days? Maybe a day. She just lost her mother and she's back out at work and she she she's not emotionally prepared to no, go back No, she needs to bereavement the... time. Exactly. It's like, why are you constantly coming to me? You're the goddamn fucking Viscount. You, don't have, you have an guards? entire city at your disposal? Exactly. I don't understand. This man <laughs> is, uh, is a fucking weak person. It will make sense once we learn what it is. Yes. But Talia still can't be bothered. <laughs> I'm in the middle of mourning. What do you want? It is apparently not enough that the Kunari define my political life. They must also infect what I hold personal. Oh, your son again? It is my son, Seamus. Is he fucking one? The life you saved, he would now squander by converting to the Kun. Oh. He has left for the Kunari compound. He's converting. Please, sell a hawk. Convince Seamus to come home. At best, my opponents will claim that my office is now in Canari hands. At worst, I lose my son. Okay. So, they got converters, I guess. The coon, the coon doesn't seem appealing. It doesn't. Why are people converting to it? There are other religions. Kirkwall is such a fucking mess. The Viscount's son, as we've discovered, is converting to the Kuhn. Yeah, so it starts to make a little bit more sense because it's like, my son trusts you, therefore I need you to talk to him. And also, the Kuhn, the Kunari seem to respect you in a way. That's true, the Kunari also like us. We're just yes, well liked. No, 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 they don't like us. They respect us. Yeah, that's true. It, they respect us in the same way where it's like, you spit in someone's face when they're antagonizing you, and they wipe it off and go, you got guts. You got guts. I like guts. That's the way, like, the Kunari respect us. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the son's confirmed to the Kuhn. No surprise here. He, he loves them. And I think that there was a point earlier where he was like, maybe they're not so wrong about things. Do you remember this? I don't remember this. It was like a side conversation where we saw him, and he was like, thank you for all oh, you've wait, done wait, to help uh me. Oh, with the Viscount's son or the Viscount? The Viscount's son. 
Yeah, I remember that. The Viscount's on second. He's like, the Kuhn, like, they have some ideas and they might not be wrong. And yeah. Something. Like, he was getting really into, like, the Kunari culture and way of life. Yeah. And so um, now we're seeing the fruits of that, like, small conversation, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, even though we're in mourning, we're going to have to deal with this now. Personally, they frame... It's it's weird because it's framed sort of as like, and it's true, which is like, you know, the son's an adult. This is his decision if he wants to like follow whatever ideologies, which is true. But what's weird about it is that he's choosing to switch to an ideology that's so rigid. The Kunari are literally like, you are born this. You must be this. This is your role. And... If you are not this, then you have to kill yourself in a fire. Like we saw, we literally saw this. We happen. saw that happen exactly. And it's like, it, what? What about this is is appealing? I don't know. It, it reminds me of the movie Ants. 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 You know Ants. Ants. The DreamWorks movie. Ants. Yes. It's like where in the beginning they they look at the baby ants and be like, that's a soldier. That's a worker. And like, that's what you are for the rest of your fucking life. It's just like ants. It's just like the movie Ants. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it would be something I would be into, but uh, oh, Seamus I don't think it is, should be I anything guess. that anyone should be into. What? No one should be into this kind of culture. It kind of, it ruins freedom of choice. Well, he's choosing to be in it. So is it then against your will? He- is he choosing to be in it because he sincerely believes in it or is it because he's fucking someone in it? It's like consensually being submissive in like, yes. in sex. <laughs> it's like, I'm consensually listening to what the Kuhn has to say or else I die. Exactly. Consensually. <laughs> consensually. And we, I have a safe word. It's make or help me. I, I, I change my mind. That is my safe phrase. <laughs> make her help me i changed my mind <laughs> oh my uh, god um so we go to the kunari compound there's this weird middle part where like we choose to go to the docks but then it brings us to Darktown, and there's an area leaving Darktown that says kunari compound it's weird but we know that like just go to the docks and the entrance is right there mm-hmm. so that makes no sense. It, just, it needed us to fight something. They just wanted us to fight something as part of this mission, which like, exactly. did we need to? No. <laughs> but anyway, we make it to the compound and we get the chance to speak to the Aeroshock about uh, Seamus. I feel like I always have to walk in slowly when I come here. <laughs> no, you're in mourning. Just get it over with. We should be in all black. Yeah. Clearly this is not the time for me to be dealing with political squabbles. I'm here about the Viscount's son. Are you? In four years, I have made no threat, and fanatics have lined up to hate us simply because we exist. The son has made a choice. You will not deny him that. The son responded to his own demand of the cure. He is neither my slave nor my prisoner. He is not even here. He went to his father. Ask the Viscount why he would send you and the letter both. They are meeting at the Chantry. A last pointless appeal, I assume. The Viscount would involve the Chantry? No, but we know who would. Mother Patrice. Ah, oh, that bitch. A suspect in many things. If she has threatened someone under my command again, there is only one response. This is the last insult I intend to suffer. Resolve this, or her hiding place will be reduced to rubble. Oh, my God. I will be watching, Hawk. 
Oh, that's not good. That's quite the threat. So now do we have to go to the Chantry? So of course, who is probably involved in this? Well, it's no one other than Mother Patrice. Mother Patrice. Patrice. And that is Mother- so satisfying. <laughs> that it's Mother Patrice. Because it's like, it's a reoccurring villain. Because we're talking about the rogues gallery. We're talking about like, why can't these villains be more like Mother Patrice? And then, and the then very next here she villain. is. It's, 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 um, I, here, I think from this game, I love the character of, I'm just going to call her Sister Patrice. I'd rather call her Sister Patrice than Mother I like Patrice. that it starts with the same sound that it ends with. Yes. So I, I, I love Sister Patrice because she is like that stereotypical villain from like a cartoon. Not even like a cartoon. Like she, you know who she is? She's Umbridge. This is like the 15,000 Harry Potter reference. It is. I don't know what it is about this episode. That, but like, Maybe it's because like, much like Harry Potter, it starts lighthearted and then it's dour in the end. Exactly. <laughs> But, like, sister, she's just so easy to hate. And I love hating her. I love like, hating Patrice. I love, like, and because... And I kind of, I kind of, I'm okay with hating Umbridge. She's not someone I I'm love okay. to hate. I, I hate, I love to hate Umbridge. I do like how cartoony she is. Yes. Like, she's just over the top, like... But I think that her cartooniness doesn't match with the setting. It's just like, look at this wacky character, and she's evil, well, but despite well, wearing pink. I think that's just the... I think that's just the tone of the movie. But I feel like Umbridge is, to me, I feel like she's just cut and pasted into it. Where it's like, let's take the super pink character who hates, you know, like, who likes authority. And then they just pasted her in. Whereas Patrice, I feel like, weaves more into the world. Yeah. And is also... Well, because well, the, the reason why it doesn't, why Umbridge probably doesn't work as well in the Harry Potter movie uh-huh. as it does in the book. Because the book, I think, has a consistent whimsical kind of tone yeah has serious moments while the movie is kind of grounded in reality in a way that's true well, not reality but it's, it's grounded in our world but like our vision no yeah you're like, yeah you're how, right how i read harry potter is like it's a cartoon no it's completely yeah. a fucking cartoon it's not real life no i think you're correct the books are definitely more like if you look at the art oh you like she looks like chapter. a frog she looks like a toad <laughs> She looks like a fucking toad. So that's how I envision Umbridge. <laughs> not like, not the, the British actress that, who's also a villain in Freedom Riders. Yeah. She just has, she just has that, that aura of villainy. She does. Uh, but anyway, um, we learn through this again, uh, literally again, it happened last episode where they're like, why would you, why would the Viscount send you here and a letter? And this happened. We we went to the to the gallows to talk to Sir Emmerich, and she's like, "Weird, you would talk to Sir Emmerich and send him a letter saying to meet him in the alley." And it's like, "Who does that?" It's like, "Sister Patrice." Like I imagine <laughs> every time, every time <laughs> we, we we acknowledge that this sounds like something of Sister Patrice's uh, doing. There's like a, a light motif like theme for <laughs> Sister Patrice. Like I was like, "Ding ding 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 ding." And it's like, Sister Patrice and her theme would start playing in the background. <laughs> Except last episode, it wasn't Sister Patrice. It wasn't, no. But uh, the but the episode prior, it was, where she walked out and it was like, Sister Patrice, Patrice. it's mother now. Mother Patrice, it's mother Patrice now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking love Sister Patrice. <laughs> but, uh... That, that, that's such a weird like if you heard that like enchantment podcast is doing 
Dragon Age 2. You, you wouldn't think that one of our favorite villains would be Sister Patrice. <laughs> I think, I don't know, because I, I want to know how everybody else who plays the game sees Sister Patrice. They, Is she just like... They can't oh, care about her. Like, she's not can, really a big person. Yeah, but like to us, like, oh my god, <laughs> Sister Patrice, the fucking star is here. <laughs> <laughs> I think we hype her up too much. We do. I mean, we've been talking her, about her like, for like five minutes. We kind of make we kind of make her see like she's like uh like she's a, such a big role in this game when she really is. She's not. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, the air shock vaguely threatens to destroy the chantry as well. He's like, Sister Patrice has been fucking us over for too long. I'm, we're going to destroy her house if you don't deal with her. Um, <laughs> which I guess is threatening. <laughs> this is definitely leading up to like, we've always been leading up to some sort of conversation with the Kunari, but it's clearly like lapping at our heels at this point. Yeah. Um, but it's time for us to go to the Chantry. And because that's where this fake letter told Seamus to meet the Viscount. Uh, and when we get there, we just see like, Seamus kneeling at the altar with the red demonic candles everywhere. How so holy. So <laughs> such a such a beautiful holy sight. <laughs> Seamus. Why are you kneeling like that, buddy? He's dead. Oh no. Another body on our fucking list of dead people in this episode. <laughs> Seamus just falls. And we don't even over. see him die. He just falls. And it's like, what the, who, okay, first of all, first off, how is that body being held up? Right? How, how is that being held up that way? And, like, then, and they then don't if, touch it. It just falls. How do they time that? I, like, there has to be some magic involved. But they're, but, but uh, we're about to learn that the people who did it are involved with the Chantry. So, like, they're not mages. Are we sure they're not mages? Oh, no, true. Because they're in the Chantry. Did they have them up on, like, a... Like a, what's like, that called? Was, like they used to kick up your bike? Oh, uh, like a... Like the stand or whatever? Like a kickstand? <laughs> Do they have them on that? I and don't know. like spring-loaded so that when you <laughs> when someone walked up the steps, it would like cut a wire and he would fall. Imagine they had to plan this. <laughs> They're like, we need him to fall when Talia walks near him. <laughs> it's like, and then like right before Talia gets there, like she enters the room and someone just walks past and like, hey guys, what's going on? It's like, God damn it. You <laughs> ruined the scene. Well, we're kind of, uh, we're kind of, we're showing the plan here because at, just as you would guess, Sister Patrice walks out with her posse of supremacists <laughs> and they're about to like scold us for what we've quote unquote did. Sarah Hawk, look at what you have done. Are you gonna to pounce upon the Viscount's son, a repentant? Oh my God! Country itself, a crime with no excuse. Are you framing the me? masters will finally answer. Why kill Seamus? You've been a headache, but to outright kill someone—that's new for you. He deliberately denied the Maker. How many would follow if he went unpunished? Oh my God! Great plan. Until people start dying in a war with the Kunari. To die untested would be the real crime. People need the opportunity to defend faith. Oh my god. You. And here we go. This makes no sense. Okay. Because supposedly the Viscount sent a letter to Seamus. Mm-hmm. Seamus goes to the Chantry. They kill him. The purpose of killing him is to blame it on the Kunari. 
Yes. Or us, one or the one or the other. But the only reason we know about the letter is because we were told about it by the Arashok. That yes. wasn't part of their plan. Theoretically, Seamus went alone and then died. No one else was going to be there if we weren't told about it. Exactly. So how? And then they come in like, "Ha, we framed you." It's like you. So okay. You didn't even so, know it was coming. So okay. So clearly, did they think that they planned on Seamus telling the Kunari that he was going there, and then Kunari would have gone there with him? Or Kunari would have gone there with him. I feel like that possibly was the plan. And just... That's why I think... Well, I'll explain later as the uh, as the scene continues. Yeah, but what also doesn't make sense about it is... If he went with Kunari, then you don't have the opportunity to kill him. Because now you're dealing with this huge Kunari fighting against you. That's true. Seamus has to be killed alone, and then someone has to come after. What was in the in the letter, did it say he had to come alone? Probably not. I, we didn't actually see it. Like, if the letter says, come alone, meet us in the uh, at the Chantry. Well, he's also supposed to be meeting with his dad, right? Mm-hmm, yes. So it might say, like, please come in private so we can discuss whatever. Yes. And so he probably told his Kunari boyfriend, like, hey, I have to go talk to my dad in private at the Chantry. And then Talia shows up. The Arashok tells Talia. Talia but- goes to the Chantry. But how would it, how would this plan have? It doesn't like, explain why they know that someone will come after they kill Seamus. Why did they Patri- prop him up? Is Sister Patrice like trying to play like three D chess right now and like it's trying like, to? Pl- I know that the Kunari would tell Talia, unless like <laughs> unless she found out that the Kunari told Talia, and that's when they were like, "We need to frame. This is our opportunity." Yeah, opportunity. Oppor- yeah. Th- like, like, like she'd be like, oh, we could kill two birds with one stone right now. <laughs> that, you know what? That, I could see that, where she took advantage of it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> she sicks her supremacists on us. She's, get them in the name of the maker. And yet again, we have to kill a bunch of religious zealots. In the church. every mission with Patrice involves killing... <laughs> <laughs> people dedicated to their religion, whether it's Kunari or or Chantry people. These heretics must die. Oh my god. Is she gonna run away? Everyone's just like racist. And to the point where they're like frame me for killing the Viscount's son. Oh my god. Jesus. Can we just kill her already? Will she die now? She's such a bitch. This is like Jesus Camp. This is just like Jesus Camp. And yet another bloodbath in the church. It's, do you think, is it, I would just assume this is a normal occurrence in Kirkwall at this point. That the church is gonna... supposed to be a safe place. Not in Kirkwall. You have Not to pray in... there. No, Brandon, you know how many things in our reality where bad things happen in churches. Did you, do you know? But this is not every day. Do you know that back and it's not in, like in this. The, in the 1400s, Notre Dame in Paris used to, got seized by by these people who were an atheistic uh, uh, group of people and murdered a bunch of people and had a fucking orgy inside Notre Dame. <laughs> I did not know this. Like but at least that's Kirk- not a normal Tuesday. In Kirkwall, that's a normal Tuesday. 
<laughs> I love how every time we think of something as normal, it always, it's always equated to the, the day Tuesday. It's always going to be, because what else is going on on Tuesday? Because like every other day has like a special thing. Monday's the start of the work week. Tuesday's just Tuesday and Wednesday's yeah, hump like day. Thir- Thursday's like leading up to the weekend. Yeah. Wednesday's hump day. Tuesday's Tuesday. Tuesday's, it's Tuesday's Taco the, Tuesday. It's probably the most boring of the, of the week days <laughs> non-kirkwall because no day is boring exactly yet another bloodbath um and then after this fight after we kill everyone apparently patrice ran away to get the grand cleric <laughs> because she just walks down the steps calmly with her as if as if she's also discovering it with her as if she wasn't just down here herself it's like oh look grand cleric Look at what they've done to our chantry. This place of worship and the maker. Desecrated. Desecrated. Should we murder them on the spot? <laughs> as good religious, as, as good chantry followers do. Do you see, Your Grace? Traitors attacking the very core of the chantry. They defile with oh my God. every step. There is death in every corner, young mother. It is as you predicted. All too well. The young mother arranged all of it. Don't you spout your Kunari filth. This is a hand of the divine. I have ears, Mother Patrice. The maker would have me use them. Mm-hmm. Sarah Hawk, is it? Viscount Dumas' son is dead. Killed here in your name. I'm sure my name won't like that. <laughs> Patrice? They deny the maker. And you diminish him, even as you claim mm-hmm. his side. Andraste did not volunteer for the flame. Sarah Hawk, you stand with the captain of the guard? Yes. The young mother has erred in her judgment. A court mm-hmm. Good thing about Ali. fate. Oh. The Chantry respects the law, and so must she. Thankfully, uh, the Grand Cleric actually believes us when we tell her that Patrice is behind it all. Because she's not a dummy. She's like, do you really think? <laughs> I believe you, Patrice. It's like, oh. So I, I was imagining Patrice to become like the super powerful being at this point. It's like, so you choose to <laughs> side with the urchin. You have Fine. no right to be the grand cleric. Behold. <laughs> you want like, me to be the villain? Then I'll be one. And then she just turns into a dragon in the middle of the fucking chantry. You were a mage this whole time, Patrice? Yes. That's why I was making the Kunari out to be evil. Because I truly work with the mages. And then, oh my god, we should have wrote this fucking, we should have wrote this game. And they had a mage implant. And then again, and then the Grand Clerk would be like, maybe all mages are bad. (laughs) (laughs) Or imagine like, it's like, I believe them, Patrice. Oh, I knew you believed them, Grand Cleric. Stabs it. Look what they've done to the Grand Cleric. Murder on the spot. <laughs> Just every time she gets like a higher person of power and kills them and blames it on Dahlia. And then eventually I'll kill the maker himself and blame it on Dahlia. <laughs> Look how they've murdered the maker. Kill them. This right- is her go-to. It really is. Because <laughs> the first time we met her, yeah. she sent us to like to free quote unquote Katojin. Uh-huh. And then she was like, I was gonna blame his death on the Kunari that they killed his own people. She just loves she blaming loves deaths on people. She loves framing. It's her favorite thing to do. And <laughs> I love when we get back to her place and she's like, clean up. We got to get out of here. 
<laughs> oh, that was good. Good times. But uh, we don't have much time to, to reminisce or whatever because the Grand Cleric leaves. She walks up the steps and Patrice is left down here with us being like, you dirty mongrel, how dare you? And then a Kunari appears and deals with what we would love to do ourselves. Good time. Whoa. Oh. Who just shot her? Oh! Oh, oh God. This is not going to bode well. Nope. Oh, shit. Oh! And another body to add on to this. The death of Sister Patrice, which honestly, right now, makes me very sad. Me too. Because it's like, oh, I guess we're done with her now. Yeah. Like, I would have loved, I would have loved if she were the main villain. Or, like, she was right underneath the main villain. Yeah, like, she... Like a lackey. And honestly, knowing where the story goes, I see places for her to fit in, you know? Yes. It would have been perfect for her to be, like, in that, in, like, the main group of villains. Yes, because we're gonna, we're gonna learn about, like, where the story's going for the rest of the game in, like, mm-hmm. next episode and the episodes to come. And I feel like Patrice would have been a really good, like pin in that to link it all you know yeah like it would have been cool if at this moment she did kill the grand cleric and try to blame it on either us or the kunari see i don't want her to kill the grand cleric because she does truly like believe in the chantry but i would feel like she thinks like oh the grand cleric is probably a fucking like she's not worth having this position maybe after this Yes. Like after this, she turns is like, the Grand Cleric doesn't know what's best for us. Exactly. Maybe she needs to be removed. <laughs> and then she kills the Grand Cleric. Like herself. this is the turning point for like a later story. Yes. Like, oh my <laughs> God, that would have been fantastic. But no, she's dead. Shot in the face and in the, in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she's shot in the gut and then the face. It's so <laughs> gruesome. It's what she deserves. Normally people don't get shot in the fucking face in this game. It's always in the chest. Oh my god. (laughs) Of course she gets that kind of death. (laughs) And it's so sudden. Like, (laughs) just didn't even know the Kunari were here. Oh my god. That's why I'm thinking, like, did he bring... Well, no, he couldn't have brought them to for them to be, like, hiding in the background because they would have stopped Sister Patrice of killing him. Killing Seamus? Yeah. Yeah, like, and they didn't step in when they were attacking us. Like, this guy must yeah. have just gotten here. But then exactly. he walks out of, like, a side room. So I don't know what's going on. He walks out of, like, like a like a confession room. <laughs> it's like, what? shouldn't you be coming through the front door? I don't know. Unless, like, the Kunari wanted Seamus dead and, like, did not see him fit enough to join the Kuhn. No, but they were, but they want him because it's like, look, even the Viscount's son agrees with us. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know when he got here, but he's here. He kills Patrice and the Clarence Cleric is still on the steps. So she sees it all. Well, did you just see that? Please, send for Viscount Dumas. She didn't give a shit. Cold. So throughout the bloodbath, two murders, a Kunari infiltrating the Chantry to murder a priest. (laughs) She just looks down and goes, 
Call for the Viscount. He must know of this. And walk and continues leaving. It is one o'clock in the fucking morning, Brandon. <laughs> well, I don't even know what time it is. But I'm she's tired. tired. And my job isn't to investigate murders. Go get someone. I'm going to bed. I hated Patrice. <laughs> She's like, and she even said before all this, she's like, Patrice needs to stand to the law for what Mm -hmm. she's done. The law doesn't say to have a Kunari shoot her in the face. But you know what? What is she going to do? What is she going to do? Clearly the chance she doesn't want to get involved. Be a leader. (laughs) And do what? Be like. Call for the Viscount, your damn self. Not Talia. Talia's a random person. This is a fucking... Very, very sensitive situation that the Chantry should not be involved in. First we, we, first off, you have now proof that a person of the Chantry was fr- killed the Viscount's son. Yes. And now we have the Kunari kill the person who killed the Viscount's son. This and is a messy situation deaths, already. All of these deaths are illegal. They're, they're, they, none of these are righteous deaths. It's like you're you're going out of the law to vigilante justice your way into a church and shoot a priest. Exactly. And it's, it's like, oh, you, you should be on high alert. And this Kudari's still here. He didn't leave. He could shoot you next. <laughs> he could shoot you next. He could shoot you in the face. Maybe that's why she's leaving. Yeah, she's like, I'm but not But there was involved. no urgency. She was just like, send for the Viscount. She should be, send for the Viscount and just like run. And be like, get away from him. They're here. Probably she wanted to make it seem a little bit calmer so that she wouldn't be next to get shot. And it is like, kind of badass. Yeah, it's like, call for the Viscount. She just like looks over her shoulder and she's just like, the Viscount must know. Take out the trash. <laughs> Referring to the bodies. Um, um, yes. He's <laughs> like, just throw Sister Patricia's uh, body outside the chantry. <laughs> Take out the trash. <laughs> but the, the Viscount does end up showing up. And much like what we did earlier on in the episode, he's mourning his son. Although his son's already dead. Upon arrival, which is sad. My son. So much death in this episode. Who held a sacred trust. What hope for this city when we fail our own so completely? Look at the price! No! <laughs> no. What should we say? The Kanari remains are the city needs you strong. I think the city needs you strong. Yeah. This is not over, Excellency. The city needs a leader. And I am no longer that person. Oh, we're gonna be the leader. Hawk, leave me. You're so sad. This, this episode. This episode is just filled with death. It's so sad. This chapter. Is the oh, that's why. At least, at least one of them deserved it. Yeah. Patrice, <laughs> what'd you say? No, this chapter is just so dark. It's the middle. The dark little chapter. It always is. I feel sun through the ashes in the sky. Where's the one? Thus ends possibly the saddest episode of Enchantment Here We Go Again. And I never want to do this again. <laughs> Yeah, we saw a lot, we saw the death of our own mother 
the death of a friend, Seamus. We we yes. like Seamus. We like Seamus. He was a nice guy. The and death- the death of our arch rival, <laughs> <laughs> which is sad. You know, listen. It's it's like, it's like as if Batman viewed the death of the Joker. Right. Exactly. Talia doesn't want Patrice dead. She just what's the thrill? There's no thrill Patrice in life just, anymore. Yeah, Patrice is just a thorn in her side, but she's a challenge. Yes. Talia truly lost everything. <laughs> I, I don't even. My only rival now is Meryl. Exactly. And I hate her. <laughs> I don't even. I don't like being challenged by Meryl. Uh, it's it's all. She doesn't bring a challenge. She's just fucking. She's just Meryl. Yeah, Meryl's not on the same level as Talia. Yeah, exactly. They're not equal forces clashing. But Patrice, she was a formidable foe. I mean, she... we stood side by side two episodes ago. Exactly. And we did Patrice's dirty work. Now exactly. that is a formidable foe. That's a formidable foe. So, uh, rest in peace, Patrice. <laughs> and mom. And, and Seamus. Yes, all of them. Uh, very sad. But listen, Manny, things are only going to get worse because this is like... <laughs> This is the this is the the flame to the uh, this is the flame to the fire. That's not the word. What am I trying to say? The this flame is the, to the spark what? The that's good. This is the spark that will start the fire. That's yeah. gonna burn this fucking town down. Yeah, because this is clearly like all right. Tensions have never been higher mm-hmm. between the Kunari and like the Viscount and the the leadership of Kirkwall. So now, next episode, we're basically gonna see it all come crashing down much like we do in exactly. this series. <laughs> yeah. But it's not going to be the end of the game. No, it's well, not howdy. the end. No, no, it's not going to be the end of the game. It's it's just going to be another fucking crazy ass event. It is. This is this is like uh we're going to see Varric telling the story next next episode. Mhm. One of those events where where Varric has to chime in from from the future. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I'm excited, honestly. I, I'm excited. I enjoy, even though our mother's dead, I enjoy where the game goes from here. Yeah. It's uh, a very, it's very, I feel like we're not hitting the climax. We're hitting a climax. It's not the climax. It is the, the climax st- of a ongoing storyline. Yes. Which is like the Kunari yeah. presence. And then I feel like this is the climax of the personal story. And then the personal story leads naturally into, like, the story of the world. Yes. Where it's like, how does this, like, how does, how do these tensions rise beyond, like, the scope of the game thus far, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, which I like. I like it a lot. <laughs> but until then... Uh, until then, We have talk. some... Do we have Rex? I have oh, Rex. I might. Let's see. I always forget. I have a couple new things. If okay, you just go want for me it. To do it. So, I've been having uh, drinking a lot of matcha tea recently. A oh, lot, a lot, and I just got a bigger version of uh, the product that I'm going to uh, promote here. Okay, um, matcha bar ceremonial grade tea. <laughs> um, it's basically matcha tea um, from matcha bar, and I I got a small container at first. But I loved it so much that I got an even bigger container of it. That's like forty servings of it, and oh my God. I have it as tea. I put it in my I put it in my Icelandic yogurt 
to have oh, matcha you like yogurt. Icelandic yogurt. Oh my god! I oh went my god! Back... Do we have any listeners from Iceland? Yes, your yogurt's amazing. Fantastic <laughs> yogurt. I just went back to Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt's still good, but it's not fucking good as good as Icelandic yogurt. Like maybe Icelandic... I should try that. Is it expensive though? Um. I think it's like the same price as Greek yogurt. It's what? thicker. It's thicker. Okay, I I need to try some then. It's it is com- it dairy free. I don't know. It's Greek definitely- yogurt because I can have Greek yogurt because I'm lactose intolerant. I think it's cream. It's thicker than Greek yogurt. Okay, I gotta do my research. But it's so good. I I get like vanilla bean and I put strawberries in it and it's just so good. <laughs> and I put whipped cream on top. It's just so good. I actually used almond milk whipped cream. Ooh. And it's so good, but but that's my uh, that's my recommendation. <laughs> I don't know if this is on Amazon, but I'm gonna recommend it anyway. If you have access to a GameCube, you should play Kirby Air Ride. Why? Because <laughs> I just saw it on my GG profile. I mean, you can buy it on Amazon. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, uh, you don't have to buy it if you don't want to because it's really expensive on Amazon. But you should play it anyway. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's my rec. Okay. Uh, Brandon, do your spiel. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnchantmentCast. You can email us at EnchantmentPodcast at gmail.com. You can rate and review us, EnchantmentCast.com slash Apple for Apple Podcasts. Uh, and that would be really cool. You could <laughs> uh, go to slash Patreon to support us on Patreon, where for $1 a month, you can find found footage of us playing the Dragon Age games. And for $5 a month, you can find enchantment proper style episodes for various video games, such as Spider-Man, Sonic 06, um, um, Bendy and the Ink Machine, Paper Bendy Mario. Oh, B- uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, that was oh, the first Fantasy one. 15. Oh, God. Uh, and you can go to slash Discord, where you can join our Discord community to talk to us and others who listen to the show and enjoy Dragon Age. You can go to our houses. <laughs> no, please don't. My friend Manny doesn't even come to my house anymore. That's why we're exactly. doing this remotely. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Or you could you could just love us. That would just be really us. great. That'd be great. As always, I'm Brandon and I'm Manny. And thank you for listening to Enchantment. And remember, the world goes on.